Hey, we want to welcome you back to the 938 podcast for another episode uh, as we are talking all things BBFI missions every uh, Tuesday morning here at 10 o'clock central time uh, right here on the 938 podcast. And today we have some special guests with us and uh, it's exciting to have Jim and Sybil Everhard, uh, our BBFI missionaries to Kenya. And uh, Jim, Sybil, welcome to the podcast. It Thank is you. great to have you guys. And so um, let's just kind of dive right in. Um, I will tell you, I, I had the chance to go and visit with uh, Jim and Sybil over in uh, Kenya a few years ago. Had an incredible time. Got to see the ministry and everything that they're involved with and uh, the different areas of, of ministry that they're working in. And uh, excited to, to kind of bring that to the podcast for all of our viewers today. But uh, as we're getting uh, kind of started with things uh, in this episode, I want to encourage you to click subscribe and go and like and share this video on all of your social media platforms, and we would greatly appreciate it. So, all right, Jim, Sybil, um, kind of the hot seat today. So I uh, hope you're not too nervous, um, but we're going to have a good time. And uh, yeah, just a little bit nervous. Yeah. That's good. So, well, let's, um, let's go back to the beginning. Like, how did you guys meet? Um, and I like that Jim just said, okay, so you can answer the first one. So, uh, thanks. Yeah, so how did you guys meet? Uh, um, yeah. We met through mutual friends. Uh, I grew up at United Baptist here in Springfield, and he came to BBC. And both of his roommates went to United. Okay. And so we just had a mutual group of friends that ran around, ran around together, and we met through through those friends. Met, th met through those friends. Well, yeah. that, that's really cool. So, so Jim, how long did it take you to ask her to go out with you? How long did it take? That's a good <laughs> question. I, I, um, Put him on the spot. So, if you're watching today, uh, yeah, you never know what you're going to find here that's on the 930 podcast. I, it was after, uh, after a trip to Worlds of Fun. We hung out all day, and, and um, after we left, we made a couple of comments to each other, and I decided after that that I uh, thought it would be a good idea to pursue her, but I was concerned about her father concerned about her father <laughs> oh that that sounds like a deeper conversation and, and i don't know that we have time for that no, no. but um but i'll tell you what um again it's just great to have you guys and uh you know we want to take a look at uh obviously have a conversation about you guys the ministry and stuff but we want people to get to know you on a personal level too you know so just tell us a little bit more i, I know you guys obviously uh met obviously got married and but tell us a little bit more about yourself tell us about your family um tell us about the things that you like to do uh for fun we uh, we got married in, in uh, '86. I took her on a date in July 22nd, to 1984, and I decided I asked the Lord walking down the hall of the Collins dorm if I could have her. And two years later, He gave her to me, and <laughs> we got married. And I decided to take a year off of uh, getting employed in ministry or pursuing it to do ministry at Cherry Street, and um, and a year to the date the pastor asked us to come on staff there. So our, we began to plan our family here in Springfield. Cool. Yeah. And so I'll let her tell you about the children. Yeah. Mm, we have, yeah. we have three children. Um, Malia's 31. Marissa is 20. 
eight. It'll be all odd this year. So she'll be 29 and then Javen will, um, will be 27. 27. Yeah, and you know, I haven't seen Javen in a while. How's he doing? He's doing good. He's doing, doing good. Yeah. They're all married and they all have children. Oh, so very cool. All four, right. Four grandbabies. Four grandbabies. Well, yeah. that's the, that's the good part, right? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I wish we had time to show pictures and stuff, uh, but if you yeah. want to see pictures, you'll have to have them come to your church. Mm, I'm sure that we go. would love to show you, show you, you pictures bet. of the grandkids. You so, bet. well, Hey, um, obviously, okay. So you got married and you have, you have children. Uh, obviously you're regular people, just like all of us <laughs> that God calls and, and mm -hmm. God uses. So walk us through the process of what it was like when you, um, when did you guys first start to feel called to missions? Walk me through that process. Um, and how did, how did all that work for you? We went on a mission trip after many years of serving at Cherry Street Baptist. Um, I was there for over 20 years and we went on a mission trip in 1999. And when we came back from that, the missionary had returned, uh, pretty immediately after our trip and met us in the aisle at Cherry Street and we shook his hand and hugged him or and just greeted him and it's like when we walked away from that it, the mission trip the greeting the whole thing just it was just like you know maybe god is calling us yeah. to do something different we'd never thought about doing anything different yeah. i was sold on bus ministry and children's ministry and and i did bus ministry for 25 years and wow. civil worked with me for 21 of those years and in that and as leader and and so that began a process of questioning and seeking and pursuing uh, that direction. And, um, and so for the next basically 10, ten years. years. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. It's um, a long process. It was a, a long, long journey. Long process. Hey. We're kind of slow. <laughs> we were seeking and, and going. We led, I led mission teams around the world for Cherry Street to some of our sent missionaries in different places. And, and finally in 2006, um, after a meeting with a, a friend of ours, we, we questioned ourselves and we said, why not Kenya? All along, we had been thinking Kenya was too easy because we knew John, we knew Jackie, Brother Connor up, and yeah, I'd met Ole. Sure. Everything was just too easy. We thought that was uh, just in our, our front porch. We thought sure. that everything, and, and really we thought we'd go to a South American country, maybe a little closer, you know, you could pop back a little <laughs> you know, It's easier. funny how those conversations go between doubles <laughs> or even in your own mind. Right? Yeah. So. And, uh, but all the way to Africa. And so we just told the pastor, um, we believe God's called us to take wow. the gospel to Kenya. And so, so how old were, I'm not going to ask her how old she was yeah. when y'all went, I'll, I'll ask you, how old were you when, the, when you guys ultimately finally decided to, to say, Hey God, I'll, I'll go. The 2006, I was 42. 42. Yeah. Okay. And I'd been in, in the ministry there at that point, 19 years, I spent another year preparing leaders yeah. and, uh, preparing ourselves, getting things in order so we could be approved in 2007 and, immediately start the deputation wow. process. I got to tell you, that, that, that's pretty incredible. And, and I love stories like, like y'all's because what, what we see a lot is, is people, the, the, say the older they get and, and I I'm 40, so I'm not going to say old. Okay. <laughs> so, but, um, but the older uh, people get, it just seems like there's more of a, I don't know if it's a hesitation to surrender to the call, but it's, they're walking away from a lot more, you know, when you have your family built around a location in a church and, a ministry and everything that goes on. And so, yeah, I, you know, I, I go back to scripture and I, I just think, you know, God's looking for people that are willing to go regardless of the age that they mm -hmm. are. I uh, just say, God, I'll, I'll go wherever you want me to go, whenever you want me to go. 
And so uh, I always appreciate stories like that. And so thank you for being willing to follow God, regardless of when it was in your life. And, and that, that's exciting. It was really, um, I think it was really neat for us too. When we landed in Kenya, there was a, there's a couple there that he retired as a pharmacist from Walmart. Okay. And they decided that they were going to do missions. And they, really? they've been there 10 years now. Yeah. They came about the same time we did. And, you know, oh, well. and they were was, in their 60s. They were in, they their, were in their 60s. 60s. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. God called them and God's well, taking care and of them. So how, it's like we yeah. weren't even that old at well, <laughs> 43. That, you know, yeah, that's right. You, you weren't old at all. And I'm yeah. saying that on my behalf, you yeah. know, because anyway. But <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, no, but but I love that because it, it doesn't matter what, what age you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. God right. can use you. Exactly. And, I, you know, I, I've talked with people in churches that I've been on, on staff at before. And when they get to, and, and I say, and I'm talking in general terms, not everyone, but right. a lot of oh, times. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, people think, okay, I'm retired. It's It's a different stage of life. I can enjoy retirement. But someone in their 60s, when we were in Romania, we had a family that came over and he was uh, upper 60s, getting closer to 70s, and they came over to, to assist. But God can use anyone That's right. at any time at any That's age. Right. We just need to be willing, regardless exactly. of our situation. So that's really that's really exciting. So mm -hmm. so walk me through the process. Um, obviously, you're BBFI missionaries. So what did that um, decision to become BBFI missionaries look like for you guys? Obviously, y'all were at Cherry Street, longtime BBFI church. But um, walk me through kind of how that process worked out for you. We we kind of thought Pastor Ken would say no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, so we that. went in yeah. and said, "Oh, we're here. We're here together to see because we're having marriage problems." And he just busted up laughing. Oh, dad. And he, and says, "Okay, what are you really here for?" Nice. <laughs> nice. And we told him, and he says, "Okay, we'll tell the church next week." <laughs> we wow. were like, "Oh, oh, okay." So, so it was that quick. It was that quick. Okay. Yeah. And and then we started the road. Okay. And we, and we went fast. It went fast. Very fast, yeah. Well, I tell you what, obviously, being BBFM missionaries uh, for a while now, just talk to me about some of the benefits of being a BBFI missionary. Um, we did. We had looked at um, different opportunities in ministry, and we've never been in any other church but a BBF church uh, growing up. All our lives served, and so it was a natural for us to go with the BBF because yeah. we have given our missions all our lives to BBF missionaries. We knew them, we knew the missionaries on the field. And so there was no question in our mind that this was a avenue that we needed to pursue. And so we saw the, the uh, blessings of having people backing us that knew us. We saw the blessings of the financial plan and support, the training, the way they prepare you, the way they uh, take care of uh, and support you on how to handle your resources, the accountability. Accountability is huge. Yeah, we need more is. accountability in mission ministry after yeah. being in it for the last 14 years. And and uh, our accountability is good. And uh, we we just thought we're very, have been very blessed. The insurance has been good, although we don't yeah. use it much. But it covers and yeah. it does it does the job and um, the uh, just the other benefits things that they've given us opportunities for whether it's insurance dental whether it's uh, calling back to the office whether it's support whether it's encouragement yeah. them coming over even John coming over and he's even uh, stayed with us and and we've walked through things these uh, issues in ministry and yeah. it's just been good. Yeah, well, that's good. Well, we're glad that you're you're part of the PBFI family, obviously. And so, but um, okay, so we, we kind of walked through that process of where you guys met, 
um, going through your call to missions and how quick that went from a conversation with your pastor to the next week mm -hmm. being announced and then hitting the road almost like that. So walk me through kind of what it was like going from there. Um, uh, deputation, you know, we, we hear a lot of, a lot of stories about deputation and what that was like going from place to place. And so, you know, I'm thinking about the person that might be watching right now. And if you're just joining us, we have Jim and Sybil Everhard uh, with us today, uh, missionaries to Kenya, and uh, glad to have them on. And uh, right now, I just want to encourage you, if you're just jumping on, go ahead and click subscribe and, and like and share this video. Uh, but, but thinking through deputation and think about uh, the person that might be watching that God may be dealing with and, and calling uh, to missions. And they're, they're thinking through that process. And one of the fears that we hear a lot, and I, and I have talked to a lot of college students about this, is deputation, you know, that whole process. So just kind of give us some thoughts about what that looked like for you guys. Do you have any? <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't looking forward to deputation. But once we hit the road and we, um, I don't know if we, I personally changed my perspective of just wherever we were going to minister to people. Yeah. You know, we, we get to the field when we get to the field. Yeah. Um, and just enjoy meeting new people. Yeah. And um, I don't know, I took pictures okay. back when, you know, it was a digital camera. Yeah. But it wasn't yeah. like it developed pictures. And I took pictures of people. And um, that really, like, opened up doors for people. That's and then cool. I would write down their names, and I was yeah. going to keep track of it and everything, which I did for 2,000 oh, wow. pictures. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, you know, but, yeah. it, I mean, it really helped, like, break the ice with people, and, yeah. and it just made it fun. And I think we just determined, you know, we were missions ministers at that point. Yeah. Not just raising funds, but we were, we were uh, encouraging people in their missions giving. That. and. Yeah, sure. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. I think that one thing that helped us was when we changed our paradigm to be mission evangelists, Yeah, knowing that yeah. we're headed to the field and we'll get there as the Lord, because the Lord in his grace, uh, is going to supply that need. Yeah. And, uh, we were blessed when we came to the office and talked to them about the process, going through the process, brother Dennis Jennings was running the recruiting at that time and uh he challenged me to have 60 uh, appointments before i got approved and uh, yeah. just talking to people because i had after 20 years of training people yeah. that are out in the ministry across the states and the yeah. world that came through cherry street serving while they were at bbc uh, i had a lot of friends and uh, around the nation and so yeah. we started calling and and we by the time we were approved in May of 2007, we had 60 appointments on the books. Very cool. And we met that goal. It was exciting to see that. We started visiting churches. Churches started responding. They were positive. We were like, you know, they're going to take a chance on this old guy. And, <laughs> this old uh, guy at what, 42? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So uh, our kids would get up and they would <laughs> sing and just win their hearts. Yeah. Uh, uh, with that, that was an opportunity. But later on in ministry, I changed paradigms and I started having to go by myself because my family was tired. Yeah. And so yeah, and after the first hundred churches, yeah. yeah. And yeah. The kids so, were like, eh. they need, were, need a break. They yeah. need yeah, a break. And yeah. so, but the Lord and I was concerned about it and the Lord gave us grace and I started visiting and would take the family to conferences and different places. But a lot of times I went 
by myself. And yeah. and the Lord was showing us that He was raising the money. And after yeah. we mm -hmm. visited two hundred churches, with Him, two hundred yeah. churches yeah. in two years, and um, we were able to raise the support that we needed to get to Canada. Yeah. I tell you what, it, it makes a difference when you understand that it's God's work, mm -hmm. and that God's called you. Mm -hmm. And if God's called you to the work that He's called you to, and He knows you're going to walk through that process. And if you trust him and trust the process, yeah, then God can use you, yes, in a great way. And I and I love that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think of all the missionaries that came through churches that I would I had been in, uh, just as a pastor's kid, even before we went on deputation as missionaries. And I can still think of, of missionaries that came through and made an impact on my life as a child, mm -hmm. um, because they were faithfully going around to churches and and presenting the work and, mm -hmm. and the impact that that made on my life. And so, you know, I love deputation. I love, I love the heart that you bring to it because um, I, I have the privilege of, of teaching the, the deputation classes through our advanced mission training. And one of the things that uh, actually was given to me in, in notes was uh, this phrase, the, the ministry of deputation, mm -hmm. because it truly is a ministry. I mean, yes. we're out there promoting the call of God to, on people's lives. I mean, God's calling. Uh, challenging people to surrender, challenging people to get involved, and and I, I love your your heart for that. Um, and so you know you go through deputation, and and now it's time to go to the field for the first time. Now y'all have been on trips. You you'd you'd been on short term related mm -hmm. things in the past. What was it like when you first got there? I mean, you know we we hear these things these terms thrown out culture shock. We we hear these uh, things like that. And so what what did that process look like for you guys moving into <laughs> Kenya for the first time? Well, there was a there was a process, and uh, I love what you said about trusting the process, and that's walking with God is yeah. a process. Yes, and we're blessed to be part of the BBF where there's a process, yeah. uh, and in the ministry there's a process. Uh, we were able to move uh, move there, land, be picked up by a fellow missionary. We stayed with him for two weeks. He gave us some goals. Uh, he said, "In two weeks, I want you out," because uh, this is what you need. And so in two weeks, we were able to look, he helped us locate a car. He helped us locate a house. Wow. The first thing we got, we had to nail that down. What's the first thing you do when you get to a foreign country? We'd never moved. Yeah. We lived in our same house. Yeah. The only move we made with our family was to Kenya. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. and so the first <laughs> wow. thing we yeah, needed I, to do was... I lived across the street from my mother, mm. okay. from the house. So we bought the house across the street from my mom and dad when we yeah. got married. So wow. 40... 45 years I was on, on Chestnut Street. On that street, then I moved to from Kenya. Your mom, and then you moved to Kenya. Yeah. Wow. What, what was that like from your mom's perspective? It was hard. It was hard. It yeah. was hard. I mean, that was another good thing about deputation is that it pulled us away. Yeah. It pulled those roots away just slowly, slowly. We'd be gone for a weekend, but we'd be back. Yeah. We'd be sure. gone for a week, but then we'd be back, you know? Yeah. And then, um, then at, uh, she is older, and she started losing her memory. Yeah, and I feel like that was the grace of God for me. Yeah, because when we first left, she'd stand and and cry when we leave. Yeah, you know, she'd wave and leave. But then, by the time we went to the field, um, she couldn't remember if we were home or not. Yeah, you know, she'd go over and pick up our mail, and I'm like, Mom, we're home now. I tell you, you know, so uh, yeah. it was tough. Yeah, but um, and these are these are a lot of the challenges that people yeah. don't always think about for missionaries. Yeah, you know when, when missionaries come to our churches and they tell us about the work that's going on and they tell us about all the great things that God's doing and, and the the people that their lives are being changed. A lot of times we don't get to see the the difficult side or, or the challenging yeah. side. Leaving your family, of leaving yeah. your family, and and that's a hard one, even in today's world. Because I mean, 
Um, like when, I know when we were on the field, um, we had AOL Instant Messenger back in the day, you mm -hmm. know, the dial-up kind of stuff. But even now, it was challenging to keep up with people, you mm -hmm. know. And but even today, with FaceTime and, and you know all the different ways to communicate back and forth, it's yeah, still good. challenging. It's good. Uh, I was sharing Sunday that when I came home this time, my grandkids came to me. You know, the first time we came home, we weren't able to be as in touch as much. And so our granddaughter struggled to come to us. Yeah. And so that communication, that was the first thing we did in Kenya was develop communication and yeah. then get into schools and, and get settled so that then we could be communicating back and forth um, with with our folks here and then be getting acclimated to the field yeah and that that's a tough challenge and i hope if you're watching today i, I hope you're you're hearing the heart from jim and sybil and how it's not just them but it, it's every missionary family yes. goes through these things and, and i hope this gives you a, a deeper understanding of how you can pray for all of our missionaries that are serving around the world because it's not just about the ministry it's not just about the work but it's also about their families and it's mm -hmm. also about their extended families and the challenges that come with, with all of that. And so, uh, you know, thinking about when I, when I went to Kenya and got to come stay with you guys uh, and had an incredible time, I, I still have things in my office right now. Uh, and <laughs> you guys can come down, but, but you guys had given me a Maasai Mara, the red, and, and I don't want to mm -hmm. call it the wrong thing. I don't know if it's a quilt or a wrap or what, mm -hmm. whatever, but um, and then I got those uh, animals that we found in the market and I got mm -hmm. a spear and different things like that. Um, it was just great to go and see the ministry and, and what, uh, how God was using you guys over there and to be uh, there with, in the churches and get to speak in the churches that you guys are a part of and, and minister in. And so walk me through some of the things that you guys are doing in ministry. Uh, give us kind of an overview uh, of what that looks like for the people that have never been there before, never <laughs> seen the things that I've had the opportunity and privilege to, to come and see. Uh, give, give us a little bit of details about what's going on in the ministry over there. We had a real desire to, to establish churches. I see that as uh, God's plan. And so God uh, partnered us with, uh, we partnered with the missionaries that were there and came under uh, instruction, guideline, assistance what uh, from Brother Ole uh, Connorup. And then uh, we stepped out on our own and partnered with uh, people who have graduated and gone through training and then we have been able to partner with them in establishing church, visiting, winning souls, and and um, finding location, building buildings, buying land, and and helping them to have some permanency to their ministry. Today, we've we've been involved in about eight different uh, church plants that way, wow. and and we've been our ministry today is training. At, I teach at Baptist Bible College in Nairobi and then we take those we walk alongside those young men and uh, as they leave the school to help them to establish their work and follow their call yeah. and uh, in ministry so that's where those churches have planted been planted from uh, through the training and then we had the opportunity to try to fill a gap in the ministry where they're not sending missionaries and and they're not supporting church planters well and so we've developed the kenya baptist missionary service to help okay. send coordinate churches together oh, to send that. missionaries to send help church planters get established to mirror what we do here in the states that works and so our ministry is very uh, busy in uh, helping with those church planters counseling walking yeah. with them and That's then awesome. training 
people at the Bible school. Yeah, I, I love that. And we're seeing that all around the world. I know mm-hmm. we, we're seeing that in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that in multiple countries around mm-hmm. the world, how missionaries have gone and, and they've reached people and those uh, started churches. And now they're going out and starting more churches and then they're sending out missionaries. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, we, we update a video every, every year or two called From Everywhere to Everywhere. And we see how God has, has used the, the efforts of the missionaries of BBFI and the network of churches, not just here in the States, but worldwide, to send churches or send missionaries from everywhere to everywhere. And it's just a great commission just continuing to, to roll along the way that God had intended it. And I, I love that we're seeing that there in Kenya. Uh, you know, so when, when, I, when, we were, when I was over there, if I can get my words <laughs> out, when I was over there, um, we had the chance to, to go with you uh mm-hmm. over to uh children's home yeah I, and uh, a really great experience with yeah. some really just incredible kids mm-hmm. so can you just give us a little bit of details about what yeah. that looks like and, and what ministries mm-hmm. you're involved with over there? um i was looking for some some place to help with uh children and um one of the teachers at javen school's parents run a an orphanage rahema home orphanage okay. and um they're um uh American. Uh, she's British. She's American. Um, they uh, run this home for children who have AIDS. Okay. The majority of their uh, kids have AIDS, at least half, and because they saw a real need for homes for those children, because yeah. there are there are tons of orphanages in Kenya. The yeah. you know because of the the um, how quickly people die. I can't think of the word. <laughs> yeah. Well, with AIDS and just sure just. Um, inadequate health facilities yeah, type stuff. Sure. So anyways, there's a lot of orphans. Yeah. And so um, God allowed me to go to this orphanage. So I started in by just peeling potatoes and cleaning carrots and whatever needed done. Yeah. Because when you cook for 75 kids, it's a lot of yeah. potatoes and carrots on a regular, and on a regular, it, on a regular three basis, times a day. Right. Yes. yes. And so I started doing that. And then I started helping sort donations. And then I started, um, they asked me to teach art. And so... Um, my sister was in a retired art teacher, so I called her and said, oh, what do yeah, I do? Cool. And so yeah, she sent cool. me a curriculum, and I started teaching art. Yeah. And um, so I just do whatever needs to be done and, and um, minister to those children. Well, I'd say well, that's yeah. a really cool facility to go in and get to meet those kids. Yeah, and, and it is. See. Irv and Ruth Schwant have done an amazing job. Yeah, well, I, amazing job. I, I, um, they're just amazing for God to – Yeah. I mean, they're now they're in – close to 70s and they're still still there they say how do you stop you know how do you stop on family when they just look at them as family so i I love that attitude how do you how do you stop helping people and how do you how do you stop reaching people so it's a it's a wonderful opportunity for me yeah how long have you been working with with that home eight years eight years or maybe eight years very cool yeah well i'll tell you what that's one of my favorite parts of my trip over there was getting to go Mm. there and see what god's doing uh, in that home with those kids. And so, uh, you know, um, transitioning to this last year, I mean, we had COVID-19 hit and it didn't just hit in the States. It didn't just hit in Asia. It, I mean, it hit all over the place. And, uh, we were talking right before we started this podcast that, um, I was actually scheduled to come over and speak at a youth conference, uh, in Nairobi with, with churches that you guys are, are working with. But, uh, that would have been last May, I believe it was, but that had to be canceled. And that was kind of the catalyst for, for at least, uh, us on, on things being canceled, uh, in a, in a lot of different places around the world. And so what does ministry look like? What has it been like for you as missionaries, uh, traveling back and forth to the States and, 
how, how are things looking right now with COVID-19 in Kenya? Give us kind of an update, uh, we'll say a COVID-19 edition update <laughs> to, to what's going on with things over in Kenya. Well, a recent report, the numbers are up, the third wave is there, the vaccine is not as widespread, and their systems aren't as well in place to get it to people. So uh, we're not looking forward to the lockdowns, the curfews, uh, restrictions that uh, we'll be returning to, but it was a challenge during that time. We also had some interns, some BBF interns that were uh, we were training to go to South Sudan and uh, doing some uh, internship with them, and they ended up getting stuck with us. So yeah. it was a unique time to be yeah. uh, stuck in our compound, basically yeah. our yard, uh, during those months because they locked yeah, down and we weren't going to churches. Uh, churches weren't opening, people weren't meeting, everybody's doing everything online. Yeah. Um, and so since they weren't gathering, people weren't having us in to help them and our church plants were just moving forward. Uh, yeah. So that was a real challenge today. As we go back, we just um, pray and seek the Lord on how we can continue to uh, touch base with the the, uh, the churches that we work with, the pastors, and continue. We were able to start our school up, but we have to teach them outside. And uh, God blessed the school with a outside, uh, was going to be like a lunchroom. Yeah. A place for people dining, but it's turned into a classroom. Oh, and wow. God bless that this last year. Brother yeah. Ole was able to put that up through donations of Very BBF cool. churches. And so our school is able to go on. Very and we're cool. able to continue to train because we can gather in schools, but we just, the churches are a bit restricted. So it's it's just like here. Everything you've experienced here, we've experienced there, yeah. just sometimes at different levels. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like you're headed back into those restrictions and things again, mm -hmm. even deeper. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned going back. So when are you guys planning to go back? April 15th is April. Okay. Our, hope, our hope date. The hope date. The hope date. So <laughs> yeah. uh, if you're yeah. watching today, be, be in prayer for, yes. for Jim and Sybil as they're praying to be able to go back on the 15th of April. And so, yeah. you know, one of the things, uh, I think it was Brother Conrad that told us, was it Pastor Sammy mm -hmm. that started preaching on the megaphone out in his yeah. community? Tell us about that. What, yeah. what happened with that? Because that's the, that was a really cool story to hear he, and see what he's doing. Pastor Sammy couldn't. That was one of the last churches we've helped to plant. And Pastor Sammy couldn't go to the church and gather the people. The police would come and check on him. So they would record a message, him alone in the pulpit. But every day he would get on his megaphone and go out to his balcony in his neighborhood and start preaching. Oh, wow. That's seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that and he awesome. would preaching. You could hear it for blocks away. <laughs> That's and awesome. he was reaching people so much that other people started doing it and they wanted to gather some money because of it. And, uh, pastor or the neighborhood would tell them brother sammy's our preacher you don't be doing that wow. <laughs> and he was able to touch lives reach people give them hope and yeah. and help during a time when people are very sorted in their thoughts yeah. and so and, in the middle of a pandemic he yeah. found a very creative way very, very creative. to continue to reach people yeah. and i'd say yeah. what it's really cool to see yeah. how god's using even yeah. even opportunities like that to mm -hmm. reach people all over the world. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Jim and Sybil, it's, it's great to have you guys on here today. I appreciate you guys being here. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we talked about throughout the process of this, you know, I would say interview or this conversation is the fact that God's calling um, people of all ages to go all over the world, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we have going on this year, and you guys have heard about it, is Project 938. And it's this idea of, we, you know, Jesus gives us this, this prayer request in Matthew 938, 
pray to the Lord of the harvest, he'd send forth laborers into the harvest. And so we are trying to, working on this Project 938 to rally the churches of the BBFI, uh, both stateside and worldwide, to come around this day on October 3rd, where we're having 938 Sunday, to pray that God would call people out of our churches and send them uh, to the mission field. So thinking about all these churches, because we're, we're hearing reports after reports of churches that are that are wanting to register and get involved with this and people that are that are getting their churches uh, connected to, to the website, project938.world, um, and all the different things that are going on with this. So just talk to us about the need for more missionaries for just a minute as we begin to kind of wrap things up uh, this morning. It's a great need uh, around the world. We see that because we have young people that are surrendering to take the gospel outside of Kenya. There's also a great need in Kenya. There's so many people that are, I believe there's people that are open, they've heard the gospel, and they're waiting for a gospel message for someone to come and share them. I teach that uh, to our students. I teach that to our preachers because if we don't think there's people waiting for us, Sometimes we're wondering where we're going to go and what yeah. we're going to do. But when we realize there's people that are going to be saved, there's people's lives that are going to be changed. When we go, we just have to be willing to go. Yeah. And when we're willing to go, God will make a way. Yeah. And if he, if it's his call on our life to go, he'll make a way. Sometimes he just wants us to be willing. We thought he wanted to be us to be willing. We truly did not believe that, that we would go <laughs> to Kenya. Nice. But, and so yes. when we were surrendered, we said, we're willing. And he said, all right, let's go. And, okay. uh, and so if you'll just trust the Lord on that and, and, and get the good counsel from your pastor and people like the missions office, yeah. then we can make this 938 Sunday in October a success to see people open their hearts and minds to surrender their yeah, lives. From all over the world and how cool yes. would that be? So the question that I would have for you if you're watching today is, are you willing? Are you willing to say, God, I'll go if you yes. want me to go? And I think that's the heart that God wants all of us to have. And so, uh, again, Jim Civil, thank you guys for being here with us. Uh, love you guys. Praying for you. Looking forward to where um, I'm able to come back over and, and yes, visit with you. Definitely. And I want to encourage you, if you're a pastor, I want to encourage you to, to contact uh, Jim and Sybil. And and uh, I, I know they would love to, uh, if you can't get them before they go back uh, to Kenya this time, maybe Maybe when you guys come back on a furlough, uh, but get them in, get them in uh, in your church. Uh, let them share their their ministry and their heart for for the people of Kenya. And I know it'll be a blessing to you and a blessing to your people as well. And I tell you what, uh, next week um, uh, here on the Nine Thirty Eight Podcast, we have another great episode. Looking forward to next week's. So want to encourage you once again to uh, click subscribe and like and share uh, this on all your social media platforms. And uh, as you. Click subscribe. You'll also stay up to date on all of our future episodes, including next week. But we want to encourage you to do that. And so as we mm -hmm. as we close out, any any closing thoughts that you'd like to share with the people that are watching watching today? Tibble's like, yeah, no, not, not <laughs> I, I'm I, good. I, yeah, you're good. All <laughs> right. Good. How about you, Jim? Well, I just want to encourage you to to just open your heart. Pray about where God would have you to minister and who God would have you to speak to. And because we never know where we're going to go and reach people and we don't know who we're going to reach that's going to go somewhere yeah and reach somebody yeah and and right along those those lines i, I would just encourage you uh every person you come in contact with today view that person those people as if god personally placed them in your path for you to make a gospel impact you do that, and we're going to continue to see people saved, and God continue to call people to the mission field, and God continue to use you right where you're at. So we encourage you to, to think through that process today as you walk through the rest of your day today. Jim Sybil, thanks for being here, and we will see you next week right here on the 938 Podcast at 10 o'clock Central Time uh, right here on YouTube.